there is one uh, pretty important thing about that, and that is brand recognition. He recorded his voice and that these were sentences that were really Bob.com specific. Also sentences that were just generic and used in daily daily life. Um, so we got the SDK so we can run it on our own uh, machines. So we can just call uh, this voice from our own uh, yeah site, let's say. That one is then on the spot actually generating that sentence. Hey everyone. Welcome to the Bol.com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you. Speaking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bol.com, the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The hosts of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers. Hey, in July uh, 2019, we had our first podcast episode on voice. Back then, Marike and Marvin introduced us to the concept and uh, the way of interaction uh, with voice. Now, we've, said we've come a long way and we've made quite some steps uh, since that moment. So let's explore together what the state of voice for Bold.com is now. Yeah, really great to, uh, to have this subject uh, back in the, in the podcast. And uh, preparation was also fun uh, to do because, yeah, I had to find out myself what the, what the status is and uh, to experience with it. So I uh, made some, ni- some uh, nice sound bites, which we will uh, present during the show as well. So that's, uh, that's for us an, a bit of an experiment. So let's see how that works out. But uh, yeah, let's ask our guests of the show um, what, what the status of voice is in Bol.com and what we, uh, what we added to it. So time to introduce them, Peter Paul. Yeah, so today we have uh, Christian Hoogedoorn. He's a system engineer in the site reliability team and a young professional. And we have Dave van Kasteren, software engineer in the logistics domain, also a young professional. So, uh, yeah, I think we have uh, interesting uh, young guys to uh, to show us uh, old people around in all this new uh, technology, <laughs> uh, Peter. So, uh, <laughs> let's hear it from them. But first, um, guys, yeah, how did you get involved into the voice project, since it's not really in your own domain. I'm curious about that. I will kick it off then. Um, yeah, I got an email from Vera, which is uh, yeah, basically the product owner of this um, of this project, um, that we could join. Uh, two people that worked at it before um, were leaving this team. So uh, yeah, we saw this as an, op- as an opportunity to work ourselves into it. Um, Kotlin, which is different for me, so I really like that. Uh, I can spend my 20% young professional time on um, that part. And also, um, it's just it's not just clicking buttons um, and applications to applications, but actually using your voice, which really yeah interested me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Sorry for uh, the silence, but there was a police car driving by, so I had to mute myself. Uh, but yeah, uh, I joined, uh, this, I think, the same way as uh, Dave via an, uh, an, an recruiting email. Um, and I'm a system engineer at Bob.com, so I don't do a lot of coding. Uh, so I, find that I found it interesting to, to join and join a project that involved writing Kotlin code and see how it is to start coding in a, in a, in a big company and uh, see if that's something that I see myself doing in the future. Cool. Hey, then we have uh, a, a dilemma or a statement for you, and this time it's a, it's a statement. And the statement is, yeah, voice assistants are really great. My own house is fully equipped with voice-controlled Domotica. 
Yes, so I actually don't have any voice controlled things in my house. Um, I live in a pretty old house that's uh, completely made of wood. So yeah, there's nothing, um, yeah, nothing really futuristic about it. Uh, I would like some because for example, in the morning, um, I would have to walk like seven steps. First, get out of bed, walk seven steps to turn on the lights. And it would be really nice to be like, hey, Google, turn on the lights. Um, yeah, that's just um, something really cool. And I believe that is uh, yeah, the future in my being. Nice. Yeah. What about you? I actually do have some, uh, I have two Google assistants actually. Uh, one is my son, but one uh, uh, at my bed. It's quite useful to get started in the morning, get some info about the news. So I really like that. But then of, of course you also have the events that you just start talking and you start talking back and that becomes really inconvenient at some times. We'll probably, uh, maybe we'll also fire up when we talk about uh, Google and the voice. Okay, <laughs> really curious when I start uh, the first uh, sound uh, bite yeah. that we had. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's good to to do that. We uh, we have uh, first we have to explain what we are talking about in this uh, in the subject. Um, and by now everybody might know what uh, what it's like to talk with Google. Um, and yeah, I have to apologize. We are using the the, uh, the Dutch Google Assistant right now. Uh, Bold.com uh, focuses mainly on the Dutch and French-speaking uh, parts of the Belgium and Netherlands. But in this uh, podcast, we uh, we talk about the the Dutch voice assistant. And um, if we talk about the Bold.com voice, we talk about the Dutch Bold.com voice. Because I know, I think uh, in Belgium, we have another Bold.com voice. So um, be aware of that. Yeah, so first, uh, let's let's listen to the, the regular Google Assistant voice. Um, that we have uh, have prepared, and that sounds like uh, like this. Hey Google, what is a unicorn? Wikipedia zegt hier het volgende over: een eenhoorn is een mythisch dier dat sinds de oudheid wordt beschreven als een beest met een lange puntige hoorn midden op zijn voorhoofd. So, um, so, so that's the regular um, Google Assistant we know in in the in the Netherlands. Um, but we have, uh, yeah, Bol.com uh, is in the Netherlands now for over 20 years. So uh, we have, uh, yeah, so for, as far as I can remember, we have uh, a specific uh, voice in the in the commercials of Bol.com, which we call the, the Bol.com voice. And uh, that person sounds, I, I, I want to uh, um, let you hear uh, the, the one commercial with, with this voice. So we, uh, we know what, what voice we are talking about. Kattenvoer op. De winkel van alles makkelijk in huis. Kattenvoer en alle andere artikelen bezorgd zonder verzendkosten. Check met select van bol.com. Right, so that's the, 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 the Dutch commercial and the voice. So, uh, so you now know what, what voice we are talking about. Yeah, and in an earlier episode we already explained how we started off our voice journey and enabled voice control with bol.com. Yeah, so the idea was born to make the replies from the bol.com uh, and Google Assistant uh, yeah, powered by the by the bol.com uh, voice. So uh, yeah, how was that idea born? And you kind of already explained a bit about it, but... Yeah, so um, a while ago when we started using this, um, well, we had multiple competitors that also used uh, the voice um, method of communicating with uh, customers. Um, but there is one um, pretty important thing about that, and that is brand recognition. Um, so, for example, if you hear this commercial you just heard uh, in the 
um, for, and the, I forgot the word of the of the piece of uh, of code, uh, the piece of uh, sound. But anyway, then you exactly know where it is from, and that is Bolder.com. Um, so yeah, basically we wanted to do that the same, do the same for uh, Google Assistant, and that is obviously to uh, implement this voice. So yeah, as soon as people start talking to us via the Google Assistant. They instantly know. Oh, this is the most well. This is the trusted voice that we know. So yeah, this is bold.com. Yeah, shall we do a test and uh, hear what it what it uh, hears like? <laughs> this, yeah. this voice on bold uh, on the Google Assistant. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Hey Google, praat met bold.com. Okay, here is bold.com. Welkom bij bold.com. Ben je benieuwd naar onze dagdien? Of zoek je een leuk cadeau? Ik kan ook meer vertellen over je meest recente bestelling. Wat wil je graag? Is that cool or what? It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, great guy. So yeah, I think now we know uh, what um, yeah what you achieved. Um, it's great to to find out with you what the journey is to get that into uh, into the Google Assistant, <laughs> so to say. So. Uh, yeah, well, it was actually a process that was also already ongoing when we started when we joined the the, the project. Uh, I think it was started actually in uh, 2018 already. Um, and to get it working, they hired a company called Readspeaker to uh, to get that voice in place because there's a lot of things that you have to keep in mind: intonations, uh, enthusiasm of the voice, like all those things. Um, so eventually they uh, ended up uh, hiring, of course, uh, I'm, I'm actually not sure what his real name is, but uh, let's just call him Bas. <laughs> and uh, he was invited to two sessions to record his voice. And these were sessions for of three and a half hours and in total of 80 hours of sessions where they, uh, they recorded his voice and that these were sentences that were really Bob.com specific and also sentences that were just generic and used in daily daily life. And these uh, sentences were then split up and to all those different audio files. And uh, that's actually how it came to life. Yeah, so basically the syllables uh, that can be put together uh, by a program were recorded so that you can make any kind of sentence uh, as long as it's Dutch, because it was recorded in Dutch. So, so it, in a way, this will work just like you could uh, make the, the the audio file for your navigation with your own voice. That you just had to a uh, list of of terms uh, uh, and sentences that you would use, and you would just have to map them to files with your own voice. Is that kind of correct? Oh uh, yeah, that's basically how it went. Um, so yeah, you have different kind of. Yeah, I, I forgot the word in English, the, the sounds of letters mm -hmm. combined and all those things. Um, yeah, those together indeed is um, is how you make the sentence. Obviously, there are also different kind, different um, examples like brand names. Those have to be specifically recorded for that specific brand. Otherwise, well, it doesn't really sound well with a Dutch recorded voice and, for example, an English brand. Um, but yes, that is basically uh, how you do it. Yeah, exactly. Only the 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 case for uh, yeah for the 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 navigation. It the number of words that you can use there is way more limited. So that that makes this case way more complex. I I guess. 
Yeah, exactly. That's why <laughs> that's why it took 80 hours to record everything, which is uh, quite a while in my opinion to uh, keep speaking. Yeah, you will see that if you start using it, there are still a lot of words that just sound a bit, well, natural, not natural. And you will notice that it's something that is being uh, uh, tied up together. It's also that you get a, a dictionary from uh, from Google that says, so this is what you at least have to record, or is it all that you have to find out yourself uh, what to need to record? We did not get anything from Google. Um, it is basically the, all the sentences we wanted ourselves. Um, yeah, those were sent in into the SDK in this case, uh, which is yeah the library the read speaker gave to us. So you are diving to tech a little. Eh? You mentioned the, the SDK of the of, of, yep. of the voice uh, uh, thingy. Uh, do you need uh, an additional uh, SDK uh, to use your own voice like we're doing, or is that how, how, how does that work? Um, well, yeah, this um, this SDK we got is basically only there because um, we did not want any uh, extra, um, yeah, internet calls to to for for example their uh, sites. Um, so we got the SDK so we can run it on our own uh, machines. So we can just call uh, this voice from our own uh, yeah site. Let's say, um, but then there's the catch. Uh, you do need all all the audio files and everything combined inside of that um, yeah library SDK, uh, however you want to call it, to be able to generate it. Uh, those files, um, yeah, how those are made and how those are combined and everything, um, yeah, that's what we have no knowledge of because <laughs> otherwise, yeah, we wouldn't have uh, have used a third party for this. So yeah, I can't tell you what exactly happens inside there, unfortunately. Oh, that's okay. okay, but so given that we use the SDK on our side and we have the to have these audio files as well, that will also, I guess. Uh, so my first idea would be that these audio files would be way larger than uh, other Java app that or Kotlin app that we would deploy. So there we need to accommodate for that, I guess. Yeah, that yeah. is true. Um, and I believe we use quite a few MBs for it. Um, which still isn't a lot um, when you look at how long it was recorded. But yeah, indeed, uh, you do use quite a bit of uh, space for it. And, and uh, normally, if, if things tend to get large, that also will hinder you in, in the deployment time that you need and in the test time and, and in things like that. Do we have to take special measures for that uh, in projects like this? No, because well, it is a different. <laughs> I see your reaction, but <laughs> um, no, I'm yeah. happy about that. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a different um, container, and basically we don't um, do any changes to that side because it is just the SDK we get and we run it. Mm -hmm. We have a different layer on top of it on our side, on the application side we use here. Um, so yeah, the container runs basically always, and we never have to do anything for that. So we just have our lightweight application, as you may say, and uh, when we do changes for anything, uh, we have it there. So it doesn't hinder us in any deployment times. Awesome. I do have to say that uh, I think the, the recording of the voice finished, uh, well, I think before summer last year. So uh, it still took uh, quite some time to get this set up because uh, 
uh, as Dave already mentioned, uh, at first they reach speaker, they also provided the service, which was online. Uh, but we did not want to use that because we thought that those calls were, yeah, we, we wanted to limit the calls we had to, to the internet and it also hinders you with a certain amount of data and data that could be uh, sensitive, for example. Um, so then we ended up trying to get this working on a on our own uh, environment and then as a separate library. And I think at first we also were hitting some uh, very long calls, so it took a lot of time, which was not optimized at all. Uh, so in that sense, uh, we needed a way to get that SDK implemented or the library implemented with our code, which was Kotlin, but the library was not written in Kotlin. It was, I think, uh, C++, not sure if you remember, Dave. So that needed uh, some translation. Uh, but eventually, uh, it was uh, performing. So I'm I'm trying to, to, to see if I'm understanding this correctly. So I'm asking this question, uh, hey, Google, Prandtbol.com. Yeah. And then uh, this uh, um, um, will be translated into a call towards the bol.com area. So, so bol.com uh, on WhatsApp. Um, based on uh, the, the, what we uh, uh, presented, uh, that, that's a, a, the, the, the normal answer. So that that's, can be pre-recorded. And I think that's a, diff, uh, a, a fixed sentence in, in your uh, SDK, in the container, right? But how does it work if you become more specific? If you if you ask something as a customer uh, and you have you don't have this sentence in place, you have to you have to set it up and combine it. Is that what your container does together with the other container with with all the the, the sentences in? Um, how does that work? Yeah. So technically, you are right. Um, we did have, for example, uh, at first we needed to count how many seconds we generated from this SDK. Um, to be able to pay for it, obviously. Um, so we had a full list of sentences, and some of them, for example, say eight words, um, generated in four seconds. Um, and then you have a word that is only four sentences, uh, four, well, a word that is four sentences, a sentence that is four words, and that one takes 16 seconds to create, for example. And that's, that's because you have, yeah, for example, weird words, um, that aren't able, yeah, that, that you have to combine with all different pieces. So it takes a longer time to uh, to create it. And to explain a little bit more on like the whole flow of how things then go is that you first talk to your Google Assistant, that is of course just at Google. Uh, and then uh, if you say praatmetbol.com, uh, you're actually uh, redirected to uh, Google Dialogue Flow, which is a platform of Google that uh, translates uh, uh, words to, well, yeah, words to text actually, of words, yeah, words to text and vice versa. And um, so those sentences land there and there are a lot of default sentences. So they are, these are already generated. Um, but there are also, of course, the sentences that are just, uh, yeah, not generic. And those are then forwarded to our services and that one is then on the spot actually generating that sentence uh, with a call, and that just generates uh, a WAV file, WAV, not sure how you would pronounce them, 
and that's then being played and but that is then using all those small bits of audio and combining them and matching them and those can be optimized a lot and for those for that we need help of read, read speaker uh, they can optimize those there's some logic in there to match certain words and uh, uh, intonations and enthusiasm in the words you have uh, uh, and there are still a lot of senses that are that if you try that just sounds a bit down or you would say that need to be more enthusiastic. Uh, so you you combine the, to, uh, the, the the sentences to one sentence, then you have that processed with with an, an an extra call to make that a fluent or as fluent as possible sentence in Dutch, and that will be presented back to the to Google Assistant of the customer. That's that's the the, the steps you are taking. I wouldn't yeah. necessarily say they are combined, um, as in. Normally, we combine the sentences beforehand before sending it. Well, crunching the numbers in the SDK and getting an audio fragment out of it. So, yeah, we do combine it, but then beforehand and not afterwards. Well, that's cool. Yeah, we, we uh, I prepared an example, uh, and actually, we have two examples. Uh, one is about uh, what we call the DAG deal, and the other one is about uh, the Apple Airport. Uh, we can uh, listen to uh, to them. What is the DAG deal? Hebben we tot 30% korting op randbeveiliging? Kan ik je verder nog ergens mee helpen? Nee, dank je. Yeah, so when I listened to that one, I could hear that that in, in what you just explained happened. Uh, the, it's uh, it's being combined together, uh, and the first word is a bit uh, lower in uh, in volume, and the other one is the is the AirPods. Can you explain what um, what's happening over there? So I think those are the the, the uh, different uh, recordings. Uh, and for example, if you put a, a question mark in the sentence, then you already uh, pronounce the word way differently than you do a dot, for example. Uh, so that that's like kind of magic slash matching that is happening uh, in the S SDK. There is still an old uh, example we had that we always rem uh, remembered. Um, so in the first version, we had this first sentence, ik help je graag. Um, and the way he would pronounce it in the very first way was, ik help je graag. So <laughs> that one was, I mean, I, I exaggerated a bit, obviously, but yeah, that was the very first uh, first iteration. And those are the kind of examples uh, Christian was talking about just now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and what's happening with the AirPods example? Yeah, so the AirPods example, I'm not sure if it still does. Uh, Christian just told me it did just before uh, before the meeting um, or the podcast, I, I mean. <laughs> um, then in the first example, he said AIR in Dutch, so IER, um, because yeah, in Dutch you don't have air, so he said IE AirPods or Apple IE AirPods. Um, yeah, which uh, <laughs> doesn't really sound too good. And would it? Typically, be an example also where you have, to, for example, uh, basically record trademarks and and uh, and brands and and things like that. Uh, so you would pronounce them right because they are in general, uh, yeah, words that are at least in in Dutch. These are lots of times words that are coming from English, from French, from Spanish. Uh, so they would sound quite different. So if you would get them right, you would basically 
have to extend the, the number of words that you would include in the, in the library. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we have a lot of English and French and all kinds of languages uh, brands. And yeah, we, ha we had those in a list for feedback and all of those were recorded separately. So we have all of those brands um, spoken uh, in the SDK. But you can already see that uh, you can just like if you create your own voice, you need to spend a lot of more hours to perfect it or make it sound natural uh, than in there for companies like Google. That is something that their AI is uh, being used for a lot and that is not something that is implemented here. So uh, it will cost a lot of more hours. Hey, and since we are at, at a Tech Lab podcast, we uh already touched upon some tech blocks did we touch them all what what um in the the steps we are taking to to get this from question to uh, towards the answer see i think uh, these were the most uh, the most yeah tech things and blockers we had uh yeah i'm, I'm not sure how deep you want to go into it um but for example uh, we have dialogue flow uh, that Christian already mentioned, which is basically the Google site for yeah, uh, receiving the words and text and everything from uh, the assistant. Um, that one was uh, quite the puzzle, which fortunately uh, we didn't have to do. Um, Vera is, yeah, was really uh, smart with this already, so she uh, basically set up everything there. Um, but yeah, there is something you definitely have to learn if you want to do it yourself. Um, and then, yeah, the SDK. Uh, since it was written in C++, uh, yeah, we didn't, I, I, at least I did not have any uh, experience with C++. Um, so yeah, we had to write um, a wrapper for it on our side so we could use it. Um, we had to uh, change, for example, the threading because, well, the first performance issue was because it was only single threaded and it didn't accept anything new until it was finished with the other one. Um, so yeah, that was also a performance issue we had there. Um, so yeah, there is a list. Um, it's just it just depends on what you want to hear. Yeah, and, and so uh, after this uh, step out to the SDK and the uh, and the wrapper, you you get it back and then you process it again to make it a fluent line, right? Right. It's also the the external API you call. Um, no, well, basically, um, this SDK is actually input text output. WAV file, WAV file, um, depends on how you want to call it, .wav. Um, and that's basically what we uh, yeah, use already. So we basically um, still um, yeah, somewhat process it into this file uh, because we get it back as a byte array. Um, but yeah, then we process it to the file and uh, send it back, which is only a few lines of code. And sending it back would mean back to Dialogflow and Dialogflow yep. going back to your phone. Yeah, exactly. I forgot to mention it. But but in, in which step uh, do we make it from this uh, yeah, separate part of sentences into a, a fluent Dutch uh, sentence? Is it also part of this uh, SDK in the in the container, in the C++ container? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that covers a lot. Uh, yeah, indeed. Right. It is, yeah. Uh, yeah, quite the magic box you can, uh, <laughs> can use. It's always good to have a magic box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, let me see. Yeah, and and uh, also the, the the sound and the volume control is in there. The 
and, and what you explained, Dave, with, with uh, the if you want to be a happy voice or a bit more down or that's also in there. Um, to a certain extent, um, we can change this. Um, we haven't changed it too much because, well, we just want the audio files to be either happy or um, well, sad. Not sure if sad is the proper term, um, but yeah. Well, if, is, uh, yeah. if you have a question, then you raise your voice or the other way yeah. around. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we can influence by just actually actually using punctuation. Um, but we don't have anything set with a certain number for volume or happiness or anything. Um, that's just what this uh, magic box does. And before that, before actually the voice boss voice was here, um, you could actually also uh, add uh, breaks during uh, what during words. Uh, you could. I'm not sure Dave the the, the how that was called in that is SSL. Uh, SSML. SSML, yeah. So that that adds a lot of possibilities to add breaks and certain pauses to make words and sentences more naturally. Um, but then during the implement implementation of uh, of the bus voice that most of those implementations were like if you got a really short break, then it was already a break of two seconds. So that caused for some uh, some very weird sentences and we had to actually remove some um, and figure out other ways to to make those sentences more understandable and more natural. Uh, but those are ways to to edit those voices as well. Hey, and you you did this project in your uh, yeah as part of your YP program, so in your extra time and 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 worked on this. How, how was that for you? Was it uh, what kind of challenges did you encounter? Whew, um, quite a lot. Um, starting off, it was. Um, well, basically, it was my first YP project in general, um, so it was just getting into it, uh, learning, um, well, starting off with learning Kotlin, um, because I never did Kotlin before, so that was actually, uh, yeah, a challenge. Um, luckily, I did it with, for example, Kotlin Koans, um, which is a really nice playing around tool slash game, um, where you just learn the differences between Java and Kotlin, which was, uh, yeah, really nice to do. Um, so that was the first one, and yeah, just getting into dialogue flow, like I mentioned, um, we spent two weeks, or well, we have 20% of our time, so two weeks equals two days of work. Uh, we spent two weeks getting, um, yeah, dialogue flow up and running, uh, knowing what we can do there, um, those kind of things. So yeah, there were some beginning challenges. Um, one of the biggest challenges we actually had and we actually didn't finish yet, is making everything non-linear, which I think is a, a pretty nice um, topic to talk about because, well, yeah, for example, you want to buy something and the computer wants to know multiple things, uh, budget, um, interest, age, um, such things, and you enter one and the computer just keeps asking the same things over and over until it knows everything. Um, but at one point, you know everything, so you want to throw everything into the computer at one go. Um, yeah, the computer obviously has to be able to handle that. And yeah, having a really nice way to do that uh, is something we are still thinking about and uh, didn't find 
a proper solution yet so far. So yeah, there are there are some big challenges, and uh, it is pretty cool to uh, brainstorm about it. Yeah, what you just described is the, the 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 difference in the user experience with voice versus uh, what we use with with app and uh, and uh, visuals, right? So that's yeah. uh, that's a really important thing to keep in in mind when you develop stuff like this. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Uh, for you, Christian, what uh, what challenges did you see? Other challenges, maybe? Yeah, for me, the the, the biggest challenge was. Uh, a programming language as Kotlin, which is something I'm not used to at all. Uh, I do have some experience with yeah, writing some scripting in Python, Bash, uh, like those kinds of languages. And I really noticed that uh, a language like Kotlin or, or Java or Go, that they go, well, for me, way deeper and way complexer really quickly. And that was pretty hard to to wrap around and to know how to proceed and create something. Uh, and of course, also uh, getting up to speed with dialogue flow and uh, see how that works and how could you then implement that to go to an app and mostly with nonlinear, I, I tried some things there and uh, yeah, it, it needs certain logic and it's really hard to uh, implement and yeah, make the machine understand what you're trying to do. Yeah, so I, I think it's also nice to um, right now it's it's available for the Dutch voice, the the, the DutchBold.com voice. Uh, what's next? Um, Belgium voice, uh, other languages? Well, that will become a lot of more recordings, I think. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, I actually believe um, well we can use Buzz for the Belgian voice, but it will yeah sound a bit off, I believe. So. Yeah, we would have to think about a Belgian voice. Obviously, we went we went live with Wallonia, um, so yeah, I believe um, <laughs> we have to find a solution for that one. So it might be an idea. Uh, we can definitely, uh, yeah, put it on the backlog, but uh, <laughs> we can't promise anything yet. Um, so yeah, and I think as well that um, currently so. Mainly we use also the dialogue flow and in dialogue flow we have it's, it's configured as Dutch. So it would only like match on Dutch words and sentences. And um, you can also add it to English, but then it has to know, figure out when you're talking Dutch, when you're talking English, and then there's a lot more complexity in there. And uh, yeah, it's it definitely possible. Uh, now, apart from a different voice, it's also uh, Things you have to keep in mind is, is the user uh, having a screen or is he only using voice? Because then you can do visual representations of the things that you're trying to show. Um, and there is still a lot of things to win in there uh, to make people that have uh, certain people do, who can't use screens that they can easily shop, for example. But there's a lot of uh, technical and I think also uh, yes, there's a lot of difficulties there to get that in order. Uh, yeah, on top of that, some things are even impossible without a screen. Um, so if you are using just a speaker without a screen, uh, at one point we have to ask, um, do you have a screen somewhere near you? Because we have to show you something. Um, so yeah, indeed, it is still a challenge to uh, yeah get screenless uh, talking. 
You already said that um, there are other ways to to create from some specific voice uh, other sentences and uh, more based on artificial intelligence. Uh, based on what you now know, uh, and I, I discussed today in, in another session, uh, uh, I, I shared that I'm going to record this. So they came back with, to me and said, yeah, well, if you have that voice from this, uh, from this uh, guide from the commercial, uh, if we if we have that all, we can create the commercials ourselves. We don't need him anymore because we have and we can create the sentences. So so it, will that be the next step that that it will be that intelligent that you yeah you have to record uh, obviously for some hours, but then you do you know how the the voice is and you can uh, basically generate everything. Pooh, um, yeah, well that's a pretty good question. Um, so for now, at least, we have this voice um, under a license. Um, so I am not sure if we can freely use it for everything. Um, and also, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot more to it than uh, having a one-purpose uh, recording for, for example, voice and starting to use it for everything else. In that case, we would also need um, this technology to um, yeah, do all this um, yeah, deep faking voice, so we can uh, con generate all this, all of this uh, ourselves. And even then, we don't have this voice, yeah, ourselves because we use the license for it. So we would have to record it ourselves again yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> to be able to use the voice. Yeah, so we have this this license aspect, obviously, but but the the technology, like you mentioned, it uh, the deep fake and etc. That that's getting there, right? Uh, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it is uh, starting to be publicly available on the internet. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knows what we will see in the future in the coming years? Talking about the future. Yeah. Hey, Pat Paul, uh, do you have questions left before we go to the famous closing round? Yeah, for for me, it it would be. Uh, because what was in this project real different from other uh, programming uh, things that you did? That, that's what I still want to know after hearing all this. Well, for me, mostly everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was what I was thinking while asking the question. So I was <laughs> expecting an answer from Dave here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I would. Yeah, I can. I can try to think while speaking. So for me, mostly uh, dialogue flow. I believe, don't quote me on it, that we are the only project that uses dialogue flow within Bold.com, um, which is also pretty unique in my opinion because we have a lot of things uh, we can do in here. Um, besides that, um, the voice itself. So yeah, even when testing, we have to listen to the voice to be able to uh, yeah test it, see what comes out of it. So. Yeah, I believe, yeah, what can I say? I mean, the difference for me is, yeah, the voice, um, being able to hear something, talk to your phone while you are um, beta testing. Uh, such things are all, yeah, in my opinion, really unique and uh, pretty cool. And yeah, a sidestep from uh, from the usual back-end work I do in, uh, in my own team. Awesome. Yeah, talking about the only team, uh, sounds like we can use it in the, in the 
support area as well. If you think about it with uh, with the chat the support and uh, make that uh, voice control. <laughs> I think we 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 do have some uh, some teams that use uh, uh, Google bots or I'm not sure how you would call them, but they use all they also use dialogue flow, but then only to to parse text uh, and not uh, create a voice from it. Yeah. Oh, cool. More to dive into, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Closing rounds, Petpal? Yeah, it's closing rounds. So, guys, what's your most important takeaway? What do you really want to share with the listeners? Well, uh, I think uh, the most important takeaway for me is that, uh, of course, it's very cool to create your own voice and to have your own voice uh, uh, of a company talk back to the customer. But then you start noticing that like companies like Google, that they really have put a lot of effort to make it even sound a bit normal, and then it's still robotic. Uh, this is something I found really, really interesting and uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, indeed, it's quite the effort to get everything to work and, and sound fine. Um, what I like to think of is um, looking at this whole project in general and having this voice, um, well, business project, um, is that you can just spend your time uh, learning new things. Um, so yeah, in this case, adding a voice. Um, everyone is used to the Google Google um, female one voice, I believe they call it, this um, robot voice. And yeah, I, I think it is uh, yeah fun to uh, implement. Um, so yeah, I would like to tell people to spend some time learning new things. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really sure what else to say here. Um, I just enjoy it. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, and I believe that uh, indeed it's it's a really great experience. Great to have uh, indeed uh, this voice, the bus voice in uh, in the bot.com uh, Google Assistant. Uh, and yeah, to, to prove that we are at the beginning of this uh, journey, uh, I have a, a last fragment to uh, to uh, to listen to. It was me a genoegen. For you ook? Zeker. Sorry, ik verstond je niet. Kun je het herhalen? Tot de volgende keer. Dit begrijp ik nog niet, maar ik leer elke dag weer bij. So yeah, we have a lot to learn. <laughs> uh, thanks for your time and uh, hope to see you. Uh, soon yeah thanks for having me yeah indeed thanks for hosting this thanks guys thanks for listening to this episode if you like the episode check some of the others go to spotify or itunes search for tech lab and subscribe leave a five-star review so others can find the podcast easier and spread the word we like interactions so if you have any questions or suggestions find us on twitter linkedin or mail techlab at ball.com hope to meet you in our next episode have fun.